0: You're listening to True North with Pastor Gary Cottle of Gary Cottle Ministries on today's edition.
1: They hated me and they're going to hate you too. Amen. Uh, Jesus said that the men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil jesus said the reason they hate me is because i speak truth and truth sheds light on darkness and men would rather hide in their darkness than be exposed and be converted and repent of their sins no matter how many
0: times we might read the warnings of jesus regarding hatred from the world we still get caught off guard at times It's moments like these that we would do well to remember just why it is that such hatred is in the hearts of the lost. As Pastor Gary will remind you in his message today, this hatred comes from the desire to hide evil deeds rather than repent. In his study, you'll learn that it's because the light of Christ exposes said evil deeds. Many choose to stay in the dark at all costs. Now, here's Pastor Gary in Second Timothy chapter 2, as he begins his message,
1: Jailbreak Ministry. We love him because he first loved us. <laughs> He's my first love because I was his first love, amen. You say, I don't believe I was his first love. Well, think about this. He was as a lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. God didn't just start loving you when you got in trouble. God is love. He has always been love. And he always will be love. Amen? And I'm glad that he loves me not based upon my worthiness, but based upon his character. Based upon his perfection. Amen. Think about how cruel a God he would be if he created us and then let us fall in sin and left us to our own demise and would not give us any remedy of hope. But that's not what we have. That's not who we serve. We serve a God that saves to the uttermost, to all that call upon his name. And I bless his name today. Amen. Well, it's preaching time. Turn to 2 Timothy chapter 2. And verse number 9. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse number 9. Where the Bible says, Wherein I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even unto bonds. But watch your Bible. But the word of God is not bound. Here Paul is talking to young Timothy about where the gospel has landed him, where his preaching ministry has landed him as a person. He said, I suffer trouble. Many men gave Paul the Apostle a lot of trouble, a lot of opposition, a lot of persecution for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he said he was treated as an evildoer. He didn't say he was an evildoer, but he was treated as one. Amen. And so he was paying the price of a criminal for doing nothing more and nothing less than declaring the eternal truths of God's word. Today, many around the world suffer that same fate. You don't have to look far And you will find in third world countries and countries uh, with communist regimes that there are still martyrs even today that give their very life for doing nothing but following the Lord Jesus Christ in his teachings. This world has gone crazy. This world has gone mad. But Jesus warned us of this day and told us that even, uh, even then he said they hated me and they're going to hate you too. Amen. Uh, Jesus said that the men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are Evil, Jesus said the reason they hate me is because I speak truth and truth sheds light on darkness. And men would rather hide in their darkness than be exposed and be converted and repent of their sins. And so Jesus died the death of a criminal on the cross even though he knew no sin. And Paul here finds himself in prison, locked up behind bars, because he's preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, But today I want to preach to you on the subject, jailbreak ministry. Jailbreak ministry. I want you to notice here that even though Paul in his person was found behind bars, locked up in prison, he makes this conclusion, but the Word of God is not bound. I want to think today, now here in America, we are still blessed with religious freedoms, though they are slowly slipping away from us. Uh, But as of right now, uh, we can preach the gospel, and I don't have to fear our government coming in and locking me up and shutting our church down, because God has blessed us with religious freedom. But I want to tell you what kind of prison America is in today. We may not be in a physical prison, but many Christians today find themselves in a mental prison. That is, Satan has set up strongholds in the minds of men, women, boys, and girls who profess the name of Christ, but who literally fear to speak up for Jesus in public. And they are in, by their very uh, own attitude and by their very own actions or lack of, they find themselves in a mental prison. Prison. Many find themselves in an emotional prison. They allow their emotions to lead them rather than allowing the Word of God to lead them. Many are in a relational prison. That is, someone may be in a, a situation where you are being abused and you are being harmed and you feel trapped and you find no way out and you are in a relationship prison some people have other circumstances that they feel like have Imprisoned them to circumstances beyond their control to change. Many today are in a spiritual prison. Many have not yet received Christ as their Savior and therefore are spiritually in prison to their sin and to their shame. And if they don't repent, they will be in a spiritual prison and a quite a literal prison called the lake of fire one day if they don't turn to Christ as Savior. Somebody say amen right there. And then I thought about traditional prisons. Many churches today, oh, they try to bind the Word of God. They try to hold back the Word of God with their traditions. Many churches today, though they would not readily admit it, Brother Randall, they implement traditions, not for tradition's sake, but for control's sake. Amen. They like to use the leverage of man-made traditions uh, to try to quieten, to try to dampen the voice of truth in their congregation. And Lord, help us if some preacher cuts loose and preaches a truth that sheds light on their wicked hearts and calls them to repentance. But God, help us today to have a jailbreak ministry. God, help us today to preach a truth that reaches beyond the prison walls that men may try to build up around us to cause us to be quiet, amen. And I got news for you, so help me, God, if the Holy Holy Ghost, will keep helping me. Uh, I have no intentions of shutting up or bowing down because men don't like this kind of preaching. If anything, God needs to free the preachers today uh, in our pulpits of all these prisons that have got them bound down, uh, all these prisons that have shaped and molded them into the likeness of some man-made religious image, amen, Uh, and it's time that we get into jailbreak ministry, amen, Uh, it's time that we begin to declare the Word of God and such a way that it don't matter what kind of prison you put us in, uh, that the word of God is still going to go for us. somebody. Say Amen, right there. Yes. I'm telling you about Jailbreak uh, Ministry this morning. I'm not interested uh, in the bondage of men. Amen. Uh, now the good news about Jailbreak Ministry is no matter the external surroundings, uh, the internal struggles, uh, or the personal sacrifices we may face for spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ Uh, the word of God is not nor ever shall be bound by men or even fallen angels feeble's attempts uh, to shut it up amen Uh, I'm telling you if you'll study church history you'll discover and you'll find out that the more they persecuted it the more the church grew amen Uh, the more they tried to shut it down the more the good Holy Ghost of God uh, would amplify the preaching and the teaching of the word and they may put Paul in prison but they can't put his writings in prison and they took his writings from the jail and we have about I guess about over half the New Testament written by the Apostle Paul much portions of which were written while he was in prison and today I'm preaching unto you a gospel largely because there was a man who realized they might put my body in prison but they'll never put my spirit in prison, they'll never put my passion in prison, they'll never put my call in prison. Amen. And I will preach the gospel if I have to preach my very last breath from right down here in the dungeon. But the gospel will be preached. Amen. Oh, we need a jailbreak ministry today. We need the kind of preaching that says, forget what men have said. In fact, we have subscribed to men's ideas long enough and the church has suffered enough because men's quote unquote bright ideas. Oh, we've listened to the professionals we've listened to those that are polished and well educated and we've implemented their programs and their ideas and it has yielded nothing but death it has yielded nothing but traditions of men amen we don't don't even baptize as many today in our southern Baptist churches as we did years ago if anything the church should be on the move if anything the church should be growing but what has happened to the church here's what's happened to the church we have sought rather than a jailbreak ministry. We have sought a preacher break ministry. We have sought to pre- uh, to break the preacher down. Uh, we have sought to shut the preacher up. Uh, we have sought, uh, we have had itching ears uh, uh, looking for pastors and preachers that tell us what we want to hear instead of what we need to hear. Uh, but I pray that God sends a revival of preaching that gets up and declares uh, and breaks out of the prisons that men have put them around uh, and is willing to pay whatever price it takes uh, that the gospel of Jesus Christ would go forth today jailbreak ministry the first thing you need to know about this jailbreak ministry is number one the word of God enables enduring grace you say preacher we get to preaching like that too much uh, and and we might get persecuted I'm counting on it Amen. I'm counting on it. That's right. Preacher, if you get too loud and, and rambunctious, you might embarrass us. We, uh, I like a more polished preacher. Uh, well, uh, you got the wrong guy. Can I get an amen? Uh, I'm telling you, we need a red hot, Holy Ghost filled sin declaring a Savior worship and preaching. Amen. Uh, we need the kind of preaching that'll usher in a revival uh, that'll shake communities uh, and, Amen, break down strongholds. Uh, that will shut the liquor house down amen Uh, we need the kind of revivals that will come back into town and shut the casinos down uh, because people are fearing God more than they're fearing man Uh, oh God send us the kind of revival where the word of God enables us to endure whatever persecution comes our way in our text 2 Timothy 2 verse 1 through 3 he said thou therefore my son be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus and the things that thou hast heard of among many witnesses the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also and listen what he says next thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ notice what he's saying I, I can't help but say this but many advisors would advise the, the modern pastor to take the path of least resistance they would advise us to avoid hardship. But look what consolation Paul gives the young preacher. Amen. He doesn't say to look for the path of least resistance. He doesn't say it'll be okay if you dodge the issue. He didn't say it'll be okay if you try to skirt around and avoid persecution. He said, boy, what you're going to have to do is get some endurance in you. Amen. Because the gospel's not going to change just because it's going to get hard for you. And that God help the church today to break out of these mental prisons that have kept us from speaking up for Jesus we're afraid to be talked about we're afraid to be persecuted oh but God give us a prison break ministry where the word of God breaks out on this generation again Amen. The same word we are commissioned to preach is the same word that enables us to preach it. Amen. God will not put on you something that he and you can't handle together. Can I get an amen? Oh, if he called you to it, he'll see you through it. So speak up for Jesus. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God and that's where the churches are at today. We have no power because we're embarrassed to name the name of Christ. But the moment we forget what men say and get some boldness about us, there'll be power again. There'll be power to preach and there'll be power to win souls. God, give us a jailbreak ministry today. Oh, God's word will out endure the enemy's attacks. Amen. It's not you that can hold up under pressure. It's the Word of God in you that will hold up to the pressure. Listen at this wonderful poem attributed to Mr. John Clifford. He wrote about the anvil of God's Word. And listen to what he said. Last eve, I paused beside the blacksmith's door and heard the anvil ring, the vesper chime. Then looking in, I saw upon the floor... Old hammers worn with beating years of time. How many anvils have you had, said I, to wear and batter all these hammers so? Just one, said he, and then with twinkling eye, the anvil wears the hammers out, you know. And so I thought the anvil of God's word for ages, skeptic blows have beat upon. Yet though the noise of falling blows was heard, the anvil is unharmed. The hammers are gone. Can I get an amen? And I'm telling you, it don't matter what the critics say. It don't matter what the elites say. It don't matter what our educators say. The Bible said they'd be ever learning, but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. That tells me we got a bunch of Bible. Bible professors even in our colleges uh, that don't have a lick of biblical sense whatsoever, amen. Uh, They may be educated by men, but they've never been educated by the Holy Ghost. uh, And it's time that we start taking God of His Word uh, and preaching what thus saith the Word of the Lord uh, and get some backbone about us and realize the Word of God will stand the test of the critic. Amen. We don't answer to critics here. We answer to Christ, amen. We answer to the Word of God. And i like to say that the Word of God will enable us... uh, to endure by the grace of God. So don't worry about it, church. Uh, We're going to go on for Jesus, and whether we live or whether we die, the Word of God's going to live on. Amen. Uh, I want to be a part of something not temporal, Brother Randall, but I want to be a part of something eternal. Uh, I want to be a part of something that will last. Uh, I'm tired of our young people coming to church and being given temporal stuff, uh, things that are fluffy but have no substance. Oh, we can entertain them. Amen. Uh, And we can give them something delightful to the eye, and fancy to the flesh. Amen. It might even stir their feet to do a little toe tapping. But if they leave without Jesus Christ, then we have failed miserably. God, help us to preach the gospel even if it calls them to repentance, even if we have to call out their sin and say, except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. We need to have a gospel-focused, Christ-centered, word of God-promoting ministry if we don't have anything else. Amen. The word of God will enable us to endure. Number two, I'd like to say this, the Word of God explains the rules of engagement. <laughs> Woo, I like this one. Verse four, No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. The first thing you need to know about the rules of engagement is you need to live for the book. Amen. Know who your master is. Know who has called you. Know whose authority you are operating in. We do not answer to men, we answer to the book, the word of God. Verse 5, and if a man also strive for masteries, yet is he not crowned except he strive, what's the next word? Lawfully. Lawfully. Not only do we need to uh, do this for the book, but we need to be in the book. Can I get an amen? Uh, if it violates scripture, it offends a holy God. And God help us at the churches and the deacons and the preachers and the laymen all over America that have the attitude, well, I don't care what the Bible says. We got to do it this way. Let's just stop right there for a minute. And let's just address that for a minute. You don't care what the Bible says? Okay, then shut your church down and call it the Moose Lodge. But it ain't a church of the living God. Amen. The minute you violate this book is the minute you abandon the truth of this book. And we cannot say that we love the Bible and yet forsake its principles. Amen. God, give us a jailbreak ministry that breaks out of these mentalities. You got to live for the book. You got to be in the book. Look at verse 6 the husbandman that laboreth uh, must be first partaker of the fruits. Uh, Amen. Uh, In other words, if you're going to enjoy the fruit, you're going to have to put in the labor. Amen. And so you got to do it by the book. For the book, in the book and by the book God's work done God's way will never lack God's supply or never lack God's power and never lack God's favor amen but the very second you abandon the principles of this book uh, to try to draw a crowd you'll draw a crowd alright but there will be twice as, twice as much the child of hell as yourself amen uh, oh God help us to preach the book no matter who it draws or who it repels yeah. can I get an amen yeah. that's exactly right Amen. We're excited at the uh, prospects of the church continuing to grow, but I got news for you. It might drop before it grows. Amen. I'm not here to run anybody off. I don't have to run nobody off. You preach enough with this word, somebody will get mad and they'll leave and they'll never come back. Amen. Amen. That's exactly right. And I honestly, I care for your soul, but I don't care for church membership if you have that kind of attitude. Amen. Because we must adhere to the word of God. At all costs. And the Word explains to us these rules of engagement. Notice that if the soldier, if the competitor, if the farmer, or anyone else for that matter seeks their reward, then all must obey the rules of engagement spelled out for them in the Word of God. So we live for the Word. We live. In the Word. We live by the Word if we're going to get the Word's results. You say, well, preacher, what does the Word, what what results will that have? Well, let's just see what God says about the results of His Word, shall we? We can go to Isaiah 55 and 11, and it says, So shall my Word be that goeth forth out of my mouth, uh, not your mouth or somebody else's mouth, but God's mouth. Uh, it shall not return unto me void, you might say empty-handed, but it shall accomplish that which I please." and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. If you want church growth, you're going to have to study the Bible and figure out how God grows His church. Amen. If you want to see an explosion of evangelism, you're going to have to figure out what the Bible has to say about that. Amen. And too many of us have too many ideas that are far removed from this precious old book. But might I say this, that the Word of God gets results. Amen. If you don't believe me, you need to look no further than my own personal testimony I remember when the word of God like a hammer smote my stony heart uh, until at last my heart broke in the presence of God and I uh, called on him for forgiveness and repentance of my sin uh, and he washed me in his blood and he saved me by his grace uh, and he made me a brand new creature I've seen that same gospel amen uh, take others amen who were bound in sin uh, bound in addiction bound in trouble and the Holy Ghost of God would make this a new creature and all of a sudden guys like brother Randall Boatner or guys like my father Von Caudill get up from an old fashioned altar after being under conviction of the Holy Ghost uh, and their life is changed and they lose every ounce of hunger or desire for whatever substance they were abusing themselves with prior and I'm telling you the same gospel that the liberated men then is the same gospel that'll liberate men today uh, and we gotta quit acting like we hope to world an apology for warning them of the wrath that's to come amen if anything we should apologize to them for not warning them of the wrath that's to come today's
0: teaching is coming to an end but you don't have to stop studying god's word here at true north we encourage all of our listeners to dive into scripture regularly on your own As you do, ask the Holy Spirit to guide your reading and reveal God's truth to you. Thanks for joining Pastor Gary Cottle today for True North. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a new edition. If you'd like to learn more about True North or Pastor Gary, visit GaryCottle.com. Would you like to plan a visit to worship and study the Bible with Pastor Gary? You can find all the information you need about where he pastors and how you can visit at garycoddle.com. If you're not in the area, we do encourage you to find and begin attending a Bible-teaching church near you. Find a family of faith that you can invest in and who will encourage you in your own walk with the Lord. If you have any questions or would like to find out how you can support Gary Coddle Ministries and True North, please reach out to Pastor Gary. He can be reached at contact at GaryCoddle.com. That's contact at Gary, C-A-U-D-I-L-L.com. That's all for today. Join us next time for more right here on True North.